ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 286 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game and 2023 appreciation podcast, as my cat screams in the background. <laughs> Hush Gaming Kitty, you had your show a couple weeks ago. Tonight, we're going to be brief in news, I'm not going to lie. We're going to be brief in news because we are going to go into uh, some Game of the Year celebrations. So if you are with us in the chat, I see Bleach has already shared his list. Um, uh, he says in no particular order, that's also what we would suggest. Cause I think that's how we present ours. We don't really do like a number five in which Brant would pick, uh, Pokemon snap the new one. Um, <laughs> and that's also his number four spoilers. So just put your five out there. We would love to read them and see what you guys enjoyed this year. It doesn't have to have come out from this year. Two of mine are going to be old ones. So if you would like to contribute to that, we have more of an audience than we've had in previous Game of the Year proceedings past, so that would be fun to uh, to read your list and kind of kick it around and see if we've uh, enjoyed any of those alongside you, potentially. Probably if you're in our audience, most likely. But the news this week, Insomniac hacked. Bobby Kotick, your number is up. Uh, Flashcart for Nintendo Switch, question mark, in which I reflect on the fact that not for the Nintendo Switch, but I probably need a Nintendo flashcart at this point. And your January PlayStation Essential Games have been announced. Having survived the year 2023 of our Lord, I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by fellow 2023 survivor and newsmaster, Brant McKee. We Brant, made welcome. it. We made it. We did. More Look bullshit. More bullshit ahead. And uh, who would... <laughs> Look, at <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us now. Uh, I've got to steal one of Cesar's favorite bits of all time. Uh, Cesar, welcome to 2020 Season 4. We're <laughs> welcome that you're here and you were around for the conclusion of Season 3 of 2020. 2020 never ends. Let's 20, go. One, two, three. That was the conclusion of Season 4. This is Season 5 of 2020 that we're headed into. <laughs> oh, you have to count the 2020. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 1. We made it. We're here. We're reflecting on... It's, I've seen so much more of it over this past like New Year's break than I ever really felt like before. Maybe just because I'm getting older or something, but they're like it's just an arbitrary passage of time. We decided that this would be the turnover of like it's not a thing. There were all these people in Times Square jumping up and down and watching the ball drop, and we used to have a peach drop in Atlanta before they got rid of it. I believe a uh, friend of the show, Russell, knows where those funds were allocated. That was not the peach drop, but. It's just a date, right? It's not really, but it turns into this big thing. Now we have to decide what games we enjoyed over the past 12 months and what we look forward to over this next little arbitrary 12-month period, right? That's just, I guess, what we divided into these categories based off this. Um, the Game of the Year stuff's going to be fun. We always have a good time with it. Um, it's a varying mix of new games that came out and old games that we've rediscovered or uh, what I have uh, written down is some ex favorite experiences from this past year and some things I'm looking forward to. And I think we'll all go over that. If you guys are down for this strap in. Uh, Renee says shared your Xbox. What did you share? What Xbox did you share, Renee? Um, let's go into news first. Insomniac hacked. This was not good. Did you also see that hack is like one of the words that was voted on that you should drop from your vocabulary in 2024. What? Yeah, it said it's being overused, even outside of just tech terms like DIY hack, life hack, 
mom hack. Like there's just too much uh, as Brett hacks live on air. Uh, there's too much hacking going on. They they want you to step back when you're hacking. Uh, thinking inside the box says they've fallen off tradition and don't follow trends. Awesome. You're in the right place. That's us. Yeah. We uh, chart our own paths. Uh, this comes from Chris Scullion at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Insomniac breaks silence on extremely distressing data breach. First, a Sam's Club ad. Uh, this story brought to you by Sam's Club at VGC.com. <laughs> the studio says it's still working to figure out what data was affected. Uh, Insomniac Games has released a statement on its recent cyber attack. On Tuesday, a ransomware group released more than 1.3 million stolen files, totaling 1.67 terabytes containing information on Insomniac's future titles and confidential staff information. This was, of course, from Tuesday last. So, um, actually, it's two weeks ago. But we're still catching up. This was kind of, this dominated all of the news uh, over the past, I guess, week and a half. Because so much of it was just confidential, confidential information. I don't feel like there was many bombshells outside of that. Did y'all see anything that just, like, shook you? Well, I mean... Not really. I mean, this is... I chose the article that's basically just Insomniac's response to being hacked. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's... The uh, data mining... The data mining was... Uh, I mean, there was employee information yeah. stolen and shared. So that's the the horrible part. All of it's yeah. horrible. Super that not cool. the extra invasive garbage part that has nothing to do with video games. That's just people being monsters. Um, the video game part of it is like some sales figures and uh, news that the re- most recent Ratchet and Clank game did not do as well as maybe had thought. And despite that game being amazing, I'm yeah. sure the the PC port uh, helped out with that sales wise. And um, which I, I mean, hell, that was a great game. It was yeah, a great it's, game. It's fantastic. Uh, friend of the show, Brian, got a PS5 for Christmas and was loaned a copy of Ratchet and Clank. A Rift Apart, because that's uh, still in my top five must-have PS5 titles, I would say. Probably top three. Top two, yeah. yeah. Probably top two. But yeah, not to get too far into it, but surprise, surprise, they're planning more Marvel tie-in games. Yeah. Uh, Marvel games that are in the same universe as what they're already doing. And then they're eventually going to go back to Ratchet and Clank and then some new IP that has yet to be determined. Yeah. So honestly, the most shocking thing to me was uh, how far out some of these Insomniac titles are. We're, oh, yeah. we're used to them being so prolific on their their PS5 output. Well, like, I was going to say, what was the, the the last one was like dated for like 2032 or something like crazy? Like I remember that? seeing 2029, but 2032 is like, damn. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know there was one that was 2029, but I, I want to say that there was one like dated for. 2030s i'm like we're still gonna be in the ps5 by that point somebody will be (laughs) i mean we might have one hooked up oh yeah we we, we're gonna have like be like the two million that we're still using ps3s that was that was something cool that should have been the news brant go ahead and share that bit was that out of the that was out of the the leak yeah yeah oh my god was there was this graph showing uh all the playstation users and of course it didn't have any of the handhelds or anything but yeah. yeah, down at the bottom, there were still going into 2023. There were some two million uh, users still on PS3s, and that had dropped significantly. Like when it this past June, it was like 3.4 million or something. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it just got cut in half. But people are still p- playing PS3s, man. Mine's hooked up right now. I'm playing a PS. <laughs> I'm playing a PS3 game right now. 
I started one uh, this past weekend. Oh, Brent, this is your first experience with that, isn't it? Damn, Kutaro. Oh, what do you think? Or you got to talk about it? So far, so good. Yeah, it's did it live up to the hype? Oh yeah, the the intense billing that uh, Cesar and I might have built up. Sorry, the gaming kitty sat on my my cord here. Damn it, gaming kitty. Um, is that all we want to touch on with that insomniac leak? Yeah, they of course they they talked about you know they're uh yeah because there's like playable builds of Wolverine and stuff out <laughs> there and and schmucks online. Yeah, they're showing people where to go the, to download these things. Yeah, for the outpouring of support, they're you know <clears throat> talking about how they're gonna share stuff from Wolverine when it's time. But obviously, the what's out there is a very very early build that was only playable on PS5 dev kits for about a day until somebody was able to hack it and get it running on PCs. Right. But and then the whole supposedly the whole script and everything leaked out i don't I, i'm not digging into it at all i don't want to know so because it's out there out there which yeah. sucks it's horrible if you're so inclined to to see wolverine spoilers or story go ahead but yeah i'm i'm uh i'm staying away from it on that note i believe uh y'all check check me if i'm wrong and Cesar, you come from an it background as well but turn on two factor i believe this was caused by um some sort of phishing scheme where two factor authentication was not was either circumvented or not properly implemented or followed yeah. uh make sure you do that and I, I know Cesar advised me of that years ago i feel like on all my accounts and it's inconvenient as fuck when i'm trying to buy uh, all, the missus is playing all the P-Cross games on Nintendo Switch, and she wants all the P-Cross games while they're on sale, right? <laughs> I beat S2. I need S3 and 4 and 5 and 6. I'm like, okay, I'll get them now. They're like $2 off a piece. And I have to go into Google Authenticator and copy that six-digit code, come back every to the Switch Online. Time. And every time I, it's pissing me off, and I'm like, okay, I could have had all this stolen. Or I've actually had, I don't know what sort of hack it was because they never got anything. They added games to my account. I had three old school Sega games added to my account on the 360 back in the day. It was like a Sega Bass Fishing, and there were two other titles um, that I did not purchase and reached out to them. They were like, yeah, they just, they're there. Uh, none of your payment methods have been compromised, anything like that. So I guess I, I benefited from the only time that that had happened to me, but that's still I still think about how easy it was for them to do something. So please turn on two-factor authentication if you haven't yet. That's not something you want to run into, especially if uh, uh, you're listening to the show with us. You probably have a pretty decent digital game library that you might not want to to lose or have taken from you, or you have to fight to get back. Uh, Steam seems really good with this. They've got that Steam Guard app built in. I can't do anything outside of that Steam app that doesn't immediately like call for that uh, Steam Guard authentication. You're signing in on a device. Where's this device? That sort of thing. It's quick with it. Um, moving on. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick to depart on December 29th. This has already occurred. Uh, this comes from Gamatsu and Salermano. Activision Blizzard executives to be overseen by Matt Booty. Legendary Xbox executive Matt Booty. They haven't been trotting him out there recently, have they? I feel like we had not Matt really. Booty in a minute. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just fun to say booty. I'm about to say, you just need to champion that on Twitter. Let's see that booty. 
Hashtag, see that booty. hashtag let's see that booty at Microsoft. Power your dreams, man, booty. <laughs> give us give us uh, the liquid cooled 8K that we desire. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> liquid cooled booty? Liquid cooled, yeah, sure. That, <laughs> that might be our title without uh, <laughs> Games of the Year. Oh my gosh. Subtext. In addition to Kodak, uh, Blizzard Entertainment, and King Vice Chairman Humam Saknani will also leave the company at the end of December, and Activision Blizzard Chief Communications Officer Lulu Merceve will leave at the end of January 2024. This is, of course, all after the uh, Activision Blizzard-Microsoft merging. There was some sappy bullshit thing that uh, Bobby Kotick sent out, but we've gone over the atrocities that occurred under his regime. We don't care about him. Nope. He's a piece of garbage. Blah, blah, blah. He dared to include River Raid in his bullshit nonsense. And uh, I dare to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> Good riddance. Don't you ever drag River Raid or Carol Shaw's name into your BS ever again. As he Good sails news. off into a yacht. Yeah, good news is he's gone. Bad news is he has that golden parachute probably mm-hmm. left with millions and millions. So yeah. he's laughing all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. Sailing away in that yacht. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking inside the box says Microsoft Authenticator is super annoying, but nice. LOL. Yes, that's all of our sentiments for two-factor. Uh, there's a bunch of executive changes under that corporate ladder. I don't recognize any of those, so we don't need to touch on those. Uh, Phil did not think Bobby Kotick specifically. Uh, oh, no, he did. With Bobby's impending p- departure, we are taking the next step. I'd like to thank Bobby for his in- invaluable contributions to this industry, his partnership in closing the Activision Blizzard acquisition because he wanted to get paid and make sure that Microsoft picked up these pieces, right? All right, good riddance. They didn't welcome back Mikey Barra. That was not included in the thing? <laughs> Rod Ferguson. He is back under the fold. (laughs) Rod Ferguson. The Gears Viking is back in the house. Did they give him back Gears Viking? (laughs) He's just the Diablo Viking now. I need to get back Diablo. That's another one of my 2023 regrets. Uh, The next story comes from Wololo.net. Rumor, upcoming flash cart for all Nintendo Switch consoles, question mark. Hacking. We're not supposed to use that term anymore. Hacking News website after Time X report a video-based rumor that a flash cart could be in preparation for the Nintendo Switch. The flash cart apparently allows the Nintendo Switch to run backups, in quotes, on all models of the console and is allegedly compatible with all firmwares. There's video evidence. Um, what was the name of this thing? I saw the name and it was uh, more yeah, interesting so, than anything else. So it's 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 been it's been updated. There's been some more uh, information that comes out. Yes, it's uh, supposed to be able to um be used on any switch device any model any firmware um it is called the mig switch that's what it was mig um it had like the russian <clears throat> jet fighter on it on the cover yeah the MIG, it's the mig fighter um file. supposed to use some different file types to not uh, correspond to the file types of switch games that are currently out there on some websites. Um, and they're also going to sell or bundle this with some other software in order to allow you to legitimately copy your physical copy of games to this in some way, shape, form or fashion. Uh, the only USB port to (laughs) some other 
contraption. But the weird thing is to cycle through this. So this this uh, item is the big flash is essentially just a switch cart with a SD card slot on it. And it's got a little LED light on the top of it that indicates when it's in there and working. Uh, and to s- switch through your games. I want to see what you did there, Brian. Uh, cycle through your games. You have to take it out, put it back in. Take it out, put it back in. Take it out, put it... And I don't know. I see this. Uh, if you've got 30 game files on there, are you going to s- seriously going to have to pop this thing in and out? 29 times to get to the specific game that you want at the very end of the list and then if you miss it by accident you're gonna have to cycle all the way around and then you're wearing out the oh, cartridge slot it's, it's manually and, trading out like that i yes. see what you're saying okay you can't yes. just go from game two to game 14 you have to click no. in and out 13 times or 12 yeah. times to get to wow okay um there's Is that in that proof of concept video yes uh the video that's been posted out there it shows that working and it shows them doing that every time like popping it out so what they're doing my guess is by putting this out there they'll have other uh enthusiasts reaching out to them like hey i could do a gui for this so we don't have to pop it in 14 times oh yeah i can write something a batch script in the background that'll cycle through those games and maybe display text files of the names of each one and you can select from that (laughs) oh it'd be cool to have a cart of my games that I already own that I didn't have to carry 30 of them with me. I always think about that with the Steam Deck. Like, am I, if I'm going to travel, do I travel with 1,200 games, or do I pack 20 cartridges that I could potentially lose? 20 cartridges you could potentially lose? Always. That's always the answer. Mm. Lose the cartridges. Lose $1,000 oh. worth of games. Let's go. <clears throat> and now in there's... One, in one pool. <laughs> now there's uh, rumors that um, what's his name? Gary Bowser might be somewhat involved in this product, and Gary Bowser is the gentleman that was behind the whole Switch hacking scene and was selling hardware and software and was sued by Nintendo, um, prosecuted, put in jail by Nintendo, and then he eventually got released, but his wages are garnished for like the rest of his life because he owes Nintendo oh. like some 14 million or something like that. It's something ridiculous. And he's Doug Bowser's <clears throat> relative. <laughs> you would think yeah. with a name like Bowser. Hey, Dougie, get me out of this, man. I was just playing. <laughs> I wasn't going to keep those. Help me out, man. You gave me the source code. It's like, what, what, what happened? All right. Last but not least, take us home, Brant. Oh, you're talking about our PlayStation Essential games? I am. You get those. The ones you have access to, Brant. I have access. Yes, I do have access to those. To These these are essential titles. These are three good titles, I believe. I've they are actually very good titles. Okay. So for... And they're the live now, I believe. Month of January. Uh, looks like... Tuesday, members, January 2nd. Yep. Until Feb, uh, February 5th. You can pick up these three titles. We have a Plague's Tale Requiem for PS5, Evil West, which is PS4, PS5, and Nobody Saves the World for PS4 and PS5. Oh, and there's an extra. This is Warframe. 
<laughs> no, no, that's a PS4 game. <laughs> Actually, uh, think you oh, it's a, ex- oh, it's an exclusive uh, PlayStation Plus pack. Uh, All right, is this the year we exclusive. flip from Warzone to Warframe? Multiple weapons, armor, items, digital. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like uh, Warzone perks or anything like that. When are we going to try Warframe? I feel like we've tried almost all the free-to-play shooters. When is Warframe? I, tr- I tried Warframe, gosh, back ago. on the PS4. Yeah, se- it was one of the ago. launch titles for PS4. I was like, yeah. I don't have to play. I don't have to pay for this. I can just download was, this one. It was all right. I mean, I'm, it might be worth downloading Maybe. and see how it's changed. Because I know I was like, meh, it's okay. Back so in the sorry, day. You, you have an experience with it or you know anybody that's playing this one? Uh, I mean, just like I said, 10 years ago. Just 10 years ago, yeah. But they have like a con and everything. They have a whole Warframe convention that they put on. Still it's huge. for me to play it anymore. I listened to, oh man, was it a podcast that I was listening to? I feel like somebody interviewed one of the Warframe community heads, and it wasn't, it wasn't my perfect console, the one I've been talking about. Which, uh, there was a Phil Fish episode, the designer of Fez. He's kind of a recluse, and that one was very, very, very good. That was a great episode. He had uh, Ico on his list, if I remember right. And I was thinking, hmm, that's another game stuck on the PS3. PS2 and PS3. Give us the PS1 build. That'd be that'd be a fun collection. Um, That's it. That's it for news. That is all the news. You guys ready to get into game of the year? Game of the year. Yes. Our years in review slash game of the year. Yeah, years in review. Let's go with uh, our first listener submission. Oh, I recommended one of these. That feels good. Uh, Friend of the show, Buish, sends in, he notes, of no particular order, Firewatch, which I know he enjoyed on Game Pass. Uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl and Violet. I guess Which he put you two. abandoned him on. He put two in there. Uh, I believe it was yeah. Cesar. No, Cesar abandoned him. No, Which I beat the did... game. I'm waiting on him. Was it Diamond I was playing that I abandoned? You abandoned was... him. I beat the game. Was that this year? Him. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long fucking year. Sorry, boys. I'm glad I mean. I'm glad the experience was so <laughs> memorable to you. I dropped it like a bad habit. <laughs> okay, so he put Pearl and Violet in there. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, some, you know, uh, 1080 snowboarding just came out on that N64 expansion pass thing. Yep. And there was a clip, I guess, if you get far enough, you can ride a penguin. Like, you can, uh, you unlock a penguin as a as a snowboard. And there was a clip of that on Twitter, and somebody underneath it said, I thought that was a Pokemon Violet clip. <laughs> N64 <laughs> snowboarding oh. game. <laughs> Too soon. No, uh, that the 1080 clip higher resolution looks better oh, better shit. frame rate yeah less fog uh finishing out Bleach's list trombone champ and warzone of course uh we might have to all play warzone of course at some point sounds like it might be a good video game Bleach, thank you for your contribution i guess i'll power through mine i'll go i'll lead us off I usually lead us off on stuff some of these i won't elaborate on because there's what 50, 48 to 50 episodes of me talking about, in some cases, these games yeah. that you can go back and get your content fill on. 
Um, Based off that, Brent would have days gone in every year. Uh, I'm fully expecting five, all five slots to be days gone. It'll be days gone on Monday, days gone on Tuesday, days gone on Wednesday. It's just a full week of days gone. Um, There's two old games, right? Uh, And I'll go into this maybe after the games bit, maybe the memories part. But this this for me was like uh, the year of the handheld all over again. And despite that, it's that strong of a year of the handheld, right? I did not have the new Zelda game on my list. I didn't play that much of it. Uh, There were other things distracting me. Uh, Mario RPG that Brant has been raving about the past couple weeks. Uh, Super Mario Wonder that Cesar put all the time into. Like, the Switch alone could have been, like, the only thing you played this year. There's new Zelda, there's new Mario, there's new Metroid, there's new Kirby on, on this one platform. And yet, the Steam Deck took so much of my time, and PlayStation's new... Uh, PSP, which they are calling the portal for some reason, uh, allowed me to finish a video game. Like, I got through a game. It made it so easy to play my games. Um, But two of those old games that I was able to get back to that I always wanted to to play and finish. I'm not finished with one. I guess a spoiler on that one. I'm not finished with two of these. (laughs) Two of these three old (laughs) games. Uh, But I'm very near the end. Uh, One of those, the one I completed, was Wolfenstein The New Order. And that game is still sticking with me. Uh, Just the chaos that you go through and that alternate timeline and the variety of missions. It's like a perfect first-person shooter. It's a fantastic campaign and experience. It's so good. Whatever you have that will play Wolfenstein The New Order, please play that video game. It is a video game-ass video game. And it was glorious on the Steam Deck. Um, uh, I did not plan on the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition stealing 45 hours of my time this year on the Steam Deck. It played flawlessly. <laughs> it loaded fast. Uh, I'm in the very last area. I know for a fact of the story, you know, outside of all the side missions and everything. Everybody I've said that to, I told them, I was like, I'm trying to beat Skyrim. They're like, you don't actually beat Skyrim. That's not the point. I was like, no, I want to see where the story goes. There's actually a story that you can finish. Uh, but Skyrim, is, as everybody knows, is just one of those games that you can totally lose yourself in. What's that, Cesar? It's the furthest you've ever gotten. You've been oh, yeah. In years. Uh, over like five other platforms, including a VR rendition, which still I hope remember, it comes to. still remember your Drowning Deer video that you submitted on <laughs> PS4 Pro. Yeah. I think that was one of my first PS4 Pro patches. That The Skyrim came out right around that time. That iteration of Skyrim, I'm sorry. And it was like, hell yeah, let's see what it looks like on the Pro. We got a Pro patch. Let's see what that looks like. That's in the day of the of those early mid-gen consoles where it's like, let's see what this does. This is a new improvement that my new thing can play. Uh, the other old game is Metroid Prime Remastered. I'm in the very last section of that, too, is the Artifact Hunt. Um, having that available on a new platform where you're not having to get a GameCube. And the GameCube game, which surprisingly... Not very expensive. Like you could still seek both of those out and play it, but I would argue you need the accurate display. You need a CRT to view that on, which is not always easy. Um, it's just more legwork than, hey, here's a a remastered version by Iron Galaxy that is everything you would want out of a remaster on a current platform, and it's forty bucks. And we got it digitally and physically, which also is more than you can ask for. I'm hoping this leads to more Metroid games, more collections, Iron Galaxy did the lord's work on this thing i have not heard anything negative about this collection in the least it's a phenomenal this collection this game 
It's a phenomenal way. I'm trying to will Metroid Prime Collection into existence. We should. It's a phenomenal way to play this game, whether you're on TV or handheld. Uh, it's got the right control schemes for whatever you want. It's got the Wii control scheme. It's just uh, a phenomenal game that came out this year. Uh, we put in the chat, Diamond, you abandoned me. I ignored that. Yes, I did. <laughs> There's no need to bring up the ancient history. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone is on my list of five. So many hours in this game. I think it's on my... Oh, we were going to go through our uh, platforms too, right? Or do we need to dive into that? I know Brant was talking about it last week. Here's how many games we played on this. Here's how many hours we played on this. Okay. I pulled those pages up just in case we ended up talking about them. I mean, if you want to, you can. Uh, Yeah, Call of Duty Warzone is by far my most played Xbox game of this past year. Uh, Friend of the show, Mills and Russell were on me about, you got to try this Call of Duty game. I was like, I fucking hate Call of Duty. I don't want to play this game. No, it's like Battle Royale. And then... Once we started playing it, that was it with Halo Infinite. We did not go back to Halo Infinite until I played two rounds this past weekend, and that is the only Halo I've touched since, like, February. And Halo Infinite was my number two Xbox game. <laughs> that's all we played in February, apparently, until Warzone, and then that's that's just been it for me for Xbox. And then uh, I did not number any of these. These are my top five experiences, but even though this is not my most played game of the year, this one is going to be... The most impactful it is now and it will be for quite some time and uh it's final fantasy 16 from the playstation 5 is this the only the second final fantasy i've played all the way through and completed and the only one i've completed in the year that it came out i'm shocked that i beat a game somewhere around the time that it actually came out usually they you se- do it when on the second remaster yeah they seem to be a lot more exciting i'm like okay i'll buy that now but i can't wait for it to be in a collection two generations from now mm-hmm. Thank you, Cesar, for calling me out of my bullshit. Um, I'm currently got the Bat and Kaitos games in my chart, my, in my cart from VGP. Like, mm, I might play some Bat and Kaitos, and I have both both the GameCube games on the shelf. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is a I don't even know how to describe it. It is it is an experience. Um, I know both of you guys played through it. I loved everything about the story. Um, the ending had me in tears last weekend, uh, in a different way than Uncharted 4 that I spoke about the year before. (laughs) Uh, it's still a tale of brothers, which hits me harder than anything else for some reason. Um, it's a tale of so much. It's a tale of redemption, of revenge, of finding your place, of loss, of grief. There's, it runs the gambit of so many emotions and story beats and just when you think it's headed in one direction it flips around on you all the while maintaining fantastic soundtrack beautiful visuals engaging gameplay you're constantly um acquiring icons through various means that change up the way you approach the next boss battle or the next mission or um the way you interact with characters and the characters oh my god by the time you get to the end you've met Sadolphus and Otto and Mid and Lady Karen and Goots and uh, Prince Dion and just these these characters they don't even have one-off story beats their their story is interwoven through multiple parts of the game. Um, what was the guy's name in the in the desert town? Lu, Luban, Lubaj, something. Oh, I don't know. 
Every time we do it, I was thinking Desert Rose. And then, <laughs> yeah, Desert I, Rose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had multiple story instances where you end up back in that in that area and there's just something going on and you get this is like these the game presents itself as something and then these layers just pull back and you would have been happy with the outside layer or maybe the second level like wow this is this is solid and then it just keeps going and it keeps pulling back um this is a final fantasy ass final fantasy game there's a sid there's chocobos there's airships, there's steampunk, there's mystical swords, there's dragons, there's uh, all the summons that you know, Bahamut, Odin, Ultima. These are all major characters and roles to play in this story. And it just, it simply has to be experienced. Uh, my thing is always, uh, if this game got stuck in your console, if that was a dedicated, oh man, that's, I can't get it out of my PS2. I guess I have to play Vice City for the rest of my days. You know, that's, Okay, I got it. That's a three hundred dollar Vice City box. Uh, if this uh, was stuck in my PS5 and that's and I had a dedicated Final Fantasy 16 PS5, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be short of even more experiences. And there's DLC. I'm not emotionally ready to go back into the DLC, but I do want to uh, because it kind of takes a step back in the timetable. I do want to see what some of that ends up looking like. Who, but boy, we do need to have a spoiler cast maybe. But that ending was. Uh, the ending was something else, and I've seen yeah. different interpretations on Reddit, and I would love to talk to you guys. And it just, uh, man, what an experience! I that was easily a highlight of uh, 2023. And the the PlayStation Portal, I had kind of fallen off, and it's like, man, I want to go down there and do some of these missions. All I've got right now is side quests before I go do this main story beat, and it's perfectly tailored for remote play or the PlayStation portal where you can just pick up, turn it on, connect to your PS5, knock out some of those story beats or or side missions or whatever you want to do, put it back in rest mode and move about your day. You can you can make so I would have a mental barrier of coming to where my PS5 is, kind of removing myself from my family, not being around everybody, that sort of thing. And then just having the ease of access of the portal, I was able to to progress so much of that story and get back into it. I did finish on the OLED down here as I started playing that last boss battle. I was like, I think I need to see this on the TV. <laughs> I think I need to be sitting there at this. Um, and I did play in story mode. So I had like timing assists and uh, it would heal me automatically if I got low enough, those sort of things. And I absolutely enjoyed that experience. Uh, it felt even more powerful to me to like when, if I missed a certain timing on an attack, I would have R1 right there on my screen. It's like, and then Clive taunts them. Like I don't have some helpful accessory. I was like too slow. (laughs) (laughs) Clive just like dodges. Oh, the voice acting. I can't talk enough about the voice acting of these, uh, the job that the, that they turned in. I want to hear some clips from Cesar enjoyed the Japanese version. I want to hear some of that, but these, the cast that they assembled for this, uh, English release was just out of this world. Awesome. It's some of the best voice acting, the character models that they captured for, the expressions, the anguish, just the emotions that uh, the range of the characters would display. They were properly displayed, and it just, uh, it, man, it was special. And it's a it's a PS5 game. The DualSense editions, you'd be watching a cutscene and a door would slam maybe behind the character, and you would feel that in the DualSense. Or when the spells got cast or the various specials that you would use. Um it's an experience that cannot be missed. If you have a PlayStation 5, you have to own a copy of Final Fantasy 16. 
Absolutely incredible. Warzone, very close second. Warzone is my game to play with people. <laughs> I'm not playing it by myself. I'm playing uh, play with people. Also, I don't know if I can play any more 16 because I'm at 69 hours of Final Fantasy 16. I don't know if I can go... Not a single more hour. One more hour. Not one single second. Does it at least... Does the clock separate the DLC? Does it, <laughs> does it separate out the... Oh, and uh, I was just thinking uh, about the crystals. Like I said, as a Final Fantasy-ass Final Fantasy game. It's got crystals. It's got Moogles. It's got a hunt board. It's got cactars. It's got all these other things that you're used to seeing in Final Fantasy games. Like, it, that list doesn't stop. It It was so awesome, man. I can't wait to see what's next. And uh, even, even if there's more in this world, even if it's like a 16-2 outside of this DLC, I'm there for it. Yeah. I love this character in this world. This, These characters in this world so, so much. And the eight discs of music. Um, I'll let y'all talk, and then we'll go into some other, like, memories and what we're looking forward to, that sort of thing. I need a break. That's fine. Uh, piggyback on yours, I did have Final Fantasy uh, 16 on my list as well. Uh, I'm imagining for a lot of the same reasons. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, like I said, it's a Final Fantasy game, so true and through. And I do like this format, and I do hope they continue it. Uh, I think so I enjoyed good. it more than I, I enjoyed 15, uh, but I think this is a better format, uh, story wise, and how it presents itself. Um, it's a cohesive moment. package. 15 mm-hmm. felt disjointed, and that's the probably the only complaint I had about it. I loved my time with that one, too. I enjoyed 15. I enjoyed the DLC. I just felt it should have all been there to begin with to enjoy yeah. it more. But joining piecemeal was kind of odd for me. But they've been doing that for a while because they did that for 13 as well because they came out with those uh, prequel novels and everything for 13. And you had to read the novels and beat the game. And then there's another novel and then another novel. And then you go to the Lightning Returns. It's like it's crazy and how it spreads the lore out there. Uh, like I say, nothing I can't really add on there like graphically. Uh, it's a good-looking game. I mean, ho- hopefully it should be coming to PC this year, so uh, that way other people can play it who have a chance to play it. Uh, it does not own a PlayStation. Um, coming know, to think... PC, right? They announced coming to PC? Yeah. Sometime this year. Yeah, 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 I think it's the next port. It's the PC port. And if that shit's Steam Deck playable, I will buy it again mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. play it on Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm supporting. I'm supporting <laughs> this this version of Final Fantasy. If they're putting this out, like, hey, this is Final Fantasy right now. I'm I'm all for that. This game is so fucking good. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I do enjoy the story beats on there. I know a lot of people felt the whole drama of the the multiple kingdoms, a la like Game of Thrones, was more interesting for them. And then they went into the the Final Fantasy ass bullshit towards the end where. You know, they always have that seems to have that villain is always doing something in the back end, controlling yeah. everything behind the scenes and pulling the strings and that to get to the real story. And I was fine with that. I, I get it. You know, some people wanted something different, but I mean, I did like this one. It's not like fucking nine where you get a the very end of the, the game. You get some random dude out of nowhere. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this guy? It's like, I was, it was me the whole time. I was like, ah, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there were there were hints of this boss very very early on, yeah. but it's more the characters driving forth for an ultimate goal, right? To to decide your fate, to to have the ability to decide your own fate. Yeah, because I mean, which, you, seems, you, which seems simple, but that's not in this world. I mean, they were they were brought into that world by that god, and and were forced to live out a role for yep. his fancies. So I mean, 
some people would argue that it's similar to what religion is nowadays, but I'll leave it at that. But um, <laughs> I was thinking the same. Um, <laughs> not going to bring that up here and there, but I mean, it's uh, you oh. can tell where some of the stuff is uh, based on. But uh, neither here or there. Uh, you know, it's like I said, like what Richard said. I mean, a lot of that is just breaking through your predetermined destiny to decide and how you should live your life and choose to end it and and whatnot and i mean that's it ultimately what those characters did by the end of that game so yep. um but yeah oh and you yeah. were right about i didn't touch on this you were right about the jill payoff about doing all the side missions so that mm. they're so that you see the you see the jill payoff i'll leave it at that and that was highly there, highly worth it that's why there's some hints on like reddit if you ever read on there like it uh, the ending's very open-ended it could go either way type of thing so i guess similar to like how 10 was as well we're 10 was weirdly open-ended so i didn't beat that one i do know there are some uh conflicting opinions i haven't dove too deep in that one yeah and it gets weird because like then said person shows back up in 10 2 and then you're like right. what and then you spend had that half of the game explaining how that person is there but no it's neither here or there but um uh yeah yeah I'm not, that's, i'll kick it over to brand so fucking brand has it on there uh yes for for a game that um was semi on my radar uh this year when it was announced i was like oh so it's a final fantasy game uh, another one all right well this is what it's gonna look like it looks pretty cool uh, you know they're going back to the kind of middle medieval setting and then it's like eh i don't know i might pick it up eventually um to... it didn't have that final fantasy cycle it didn't have that buildup of yeah. like screens and here's an interview with this and here's a pure preview of the battle system. And it was all condensed. It felt like maybe a, a six week buildup. Yeah. It didn't feel like the years of here's screens from Japan and like the usual churning that we have of that final fantasy engine. But which, what, uh, what, which is, which is very, I don't mean to rub, but which is very You're smart because it's always been over. It was saturated and everybody's always disappointed by the end. So, and then the product we got was a complete product. Yeah. That disc is playable from start to finish. And and what got me was the release of the demo, because we all talked about that demo. I, I was fucking amazing. It was it released on like a Friday, a Thursday or Friday. I'm like, okay, so I I'll have some time this weekend. I'll download it. I'll play it and see see what it's about. And holy shit, just the way that the demo just gets you from the get go to to play the first part of the story and the way that the story starts and kicks off and then it's just jumps you right into one of those icon uh, icon battles and kind of uh you know shows you what to do what to expect but it's you know this giant epic almost you know kaiju-esque battle and i i was hooked immediately that, after that i'm like i'm pre-ordering this fucking game because you know i told you immediately i was like i pre-ordered the, the uh the hundred dollar one the deluxe and, edition yeah, yeah immediately and you were like i don't know about i don't know about the deluxe but <laughs> but i played the i played the demo right after you yeah. were hyping it up and uh, i couldn't put it down i played it, it in one so sitting good. it's like oh my god and it's not we we keep saying demo it's a prologue it's a yeah it's a lead into the game about a month before the actual game came out yeah but i also pre-ordered for the first time in many many years pre-ordered a video game in a, a brick and mortar retail store <laughs> i happily plopped down my cash on that one and it didn't let up. That was a that prologue is super action packed, and it's a story dump. 
But luckily, uh, like Cecil was saying with the story, but there's there's either a character that will explain a lot of stuff to you, like it was Mid and Vivian. No, it was Vivian and um, Hippocrates. Would, they would fill in bits of the lore for you, right? But then this Final Fantasy has that, you click in that trackpad on the, on the DualSense controller, and you get the active time lore. You get the ATL. ATL. Yeah, and it, what the active time lore does is it brings up like multiple um, things that are in the scene that you can click on. So maybe Jill, uh, Clive, and Torgal walking through a town. It'll have the name of the town, it'll have the characters, and it'll kind of give a synopsis of either how they got there or what they're doing now or uh, what they might be looking for in that town and it just it makes um as Cesar put it game of thrones-esque it would have made a lot of those kingdoms and conflicts and uh their respective dominant and icon and all there's so many terms in this game and it would have been super confusing and it can be if you just but over the course of like 45 50 or 69 hours nice (laughs) um that becomes real helpful and all that stuff becomes cohesive like you know uh, who the Titan is representing, and you know who Bahamut uh, is uh, leading, and Odin becomes even more and more fearsome and uh, intimidating, and <laughs> it just it's layer upon layer. Like I said, go ahead, Brant. Y'all got no, me no, you, y'all got me back talking on it again. You good? I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because uh, thirteen so tried to do the, the same thing with the lore system with their breakdown of that game, and they did a bad job. They really learned well from it because thirteen was was the same way. You had to go into a separate menu and it broke down all the lore and it still was tough to follow, man. I mean, they they learned from that, so just it just took two iterations of the controller to put that pad in there to to get it to where we could act add that active time. I mean, lore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a drop down list in thirteen. I mean, I think they did a better job of like getting to the straight to the point and explaining it more better. And you know, even yeah. then, uh, hippo. Uh, Hippocrates, uh, he would, uh, you know, go into greater detail if you wanted to know more issues, and they, they would spell it out a lot better than, uh, like I said, I remember them doing in 13. I just, when I was going through it, I just, I, I was still lost. So, I mean, you had to read those books to kind of give you the backstory about what their motivation was, and it's like, it's the Halo of Final Fantasies. It this one, they, you know, everything was there in that one complete product. So, I mean, I think they learned after 15, after all the, you know, they listened to actually listened to all the criticism and made some changes instead of like, oh, we know what we're doing and just keep doing it. So, yeah. You buy it. Well, so you like it. <laughs> oh, what a game. What a fucking game. I pre ordered the art book. It's coming out in March. I believe the Japanese iteration is already out. I also went ahead and jumped. <sighs> Since it was only like twenty, it was only like twenty bucks, twenty two yeah, bucks, something with like that. that. Coupon code. Get out of here! I can't yeah. wait for that thing. You gonna wax poetically some more, Brant? Are we going back to drop back to Cesar's list? Oh, uh, whoever. Good touch uh, on the demo, man. The demo really sells it. And if you have a PS5 and you're on the fence, like if we haven't convinced you, oh yeah, download that. That demo's still up there. Yeah, demo, that demo, it's the first two hours of the game. I'm about to say, yeah, it's 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 a good two hours. And you will know, you will have a great, it's a great uh, cross slice, whatever the term is, of gameplay, the dr- the dramatics of it, the setting, the music. Um, you'll get uh, just a fantastic view of what that's gonna, of what that experience is gonna entail over the next si- exactly sixty seven hours. And uh, uh, Rich's got to congratulate uh, Square Enix for putting out demos for every game they release, basically. So, 
Yes, and on yeah. that note, uh, Cesar raved about Forspoken this year, and I went out and got that while it was on sale. It does not seem like that demo does that. So I do want to applaud them for those titles that do. I believe Forspoken was a little bit different in those regards, but it's more of like a, here's a part of the game that you can try out, but it doesn't carry over to the, the game. Uh, I know Cesar specifically means Dragon Quest Eleven is one of those that you can, it's basically free to start on just about every platform. Yeah. And then you decide whether you want to, like 10 hours worth, and you decide whether you want to keep going with it or not. Yeah. Yes, please, more of those. I love demos that are free to start, and you can purchase the game later on. Think of that demo was in, like, a PlayStation Underground magazine or something back in the day. Oh. Along with, like, three or four other things. Maybe a ratchet, maybe a level of ratchet on there for PS5. Don't you say dirty words. You want me to keep going and then kick it back to you after that? Yes, sir. I want to hear your title. I, w- I mean, I know what you guys spent your years with, but it's always fun hearing the culmination and like a, just a good summary of, of what we experienced. Oh, the next one. Uh, to echo Weesh in no particular order, my next one would be Mario Wonder. Mm. Wonderland or Wonderwall, whichever one you want, but Mario Wonder. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Mario Wonderwall. Uh, that is a 2D platformer of a Mario game that I have not enjoyed since probably, uh, Super Mario World. This one here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. I got something conveniently blocking your, your thing, but yeah. I oh, no. Have a or the one on, or the one on Brant's shirt. Where, where is he at on the, no, where is he no, at on the, where is he at on the recording? Ni- Super Nintendo one. I've, I've said before in this podcast, I mean, I, I felt that this was like a the true sequel to Super Mario World. Uh, is where the other ones kind of got away and went to different things in the 3D aspect uh, outside of Yoshi's Island, which I, I adore. But um, another great one. But yeah, I think this one it added a new transformation. You know, the elephant on there, and uh, there's uh, multiple ways of playing with different characters, and that's iterations they took from the Wii and the Wii U, and the changes they made there, and. And so, I mean, this game has kind of like they took everything they worked on in the 2D space within the last decade or so and, and you know, and perfected it, in my opinion. So you um, not only that, I mean, well, yeah, Super Mario, was it Land on Wii U? Can't remember World. No, it wasn't World. It was Land, right? 3D Land, Super Mario 3D Land on the Wii U? Uh, no, that's that's a uh, 3DS. Yeah, it was on 3DS. What the fuck was it calling on, on the Wii U again? I don't know. New was it just like New Super Mario Land or something like that? I don't know, man. It, I lose track with this fucking naming convention they came up there, man. But I mean, you know, they took in those uh, 2D iterations they've done within out the years and kind of took the best parts of them and put it in there. But I always felt that like uh, if, once you go through Mario Wonder, I felt like it was a true sequel to Super Mario World. Shoving shit, there was a world in the sky that was like Super Mario World, which was like Starland, which was the hardest levels you can do. I mean, I don't that it's bullshit. Just I lost like 20 <laughs> lives just trying to go through the first level on there. It's like it's all fucking timing, and it's like it, it's got that shit in there if you enjoy that that type of aspect in there. So I mean, it's in there. So I mean, graphically it looked great, played played perfectly. I think it was like 60 frames per second and smooth. Uh, there was a lot of secrets in there. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it took me about 10 hours to get through. So I mean, I, I enjoyed my time with it, but it, it was definitely up there for me. I had a lot of fun with it because I think I maybe played the first hour. Then I fell off and did some other things, and then when I came back, I knew I played it on nonstop. I mean, I, I know there was a couple times I'm just firing shit up or watching something on TV, firing it up, and it was uh, I was playing on TV and held multiple different ways. So uh, that was definitely one of mine. Um, I don't know if that was on your list or not, Brant, but 
No, I never got back to it. I wanted, I definitely wanted to. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's on Richard's list or not. So I don't know if he wants. Was to that add wrapping up Wonder? Yeah. I in in a year where a brand new 2D Mario comes out that you compare to Super Mario World, and I don't get back to it. It's like there's too many games this year. There was too many good games. Like that should have been right up my alley, and I was just deep in the throes of the Portal and. 16 and Warzone taking up my time. Don't worry, man, though. No. Remaster in two generations you'll play then. I can't wait for it on Switch 2 with HDR and uh, 120 frames per second. And, Switch, um, two. Switch 2 Pro Ultra. DSSR <laughs> elephant skin. Switch 2 Pro Ultra. Uh, yeah, so, so that's all I had. I'll kick it over to you, uh, Richard. I went through my list. You went through all the right. whole list? Yeah, I did the the uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order, The Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim, Metroid Prime Remastered, Final Fantasy Sixteen, and Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, okay. I thought we were kicking okay. it back and forth, but that's fine. Uh, oh, so... I didn't. I, I didn't mean to uh, power through mine. I, I did though. I see. I see your format. We usually do round robin, don't we? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll finish mine up real quick and pass it over to Brant. So uh, the next one on my list, no particular order, was Spider Man Two. Uh, I sat there in mm. one weekend and beat it. It took over my life. I thought it was a perfect game. Uh, it played well. I uh, love the story missions. I never had, was bored with any of them. I always felt like they took the source material and treated it well, and they changed it. And I think they changed it for the better. So it's like it's one of those ones where, you know, comics change throughout the decades, and people will argue you up and down about whether the changes are valid or not. But I felt like they took the source material, made it their own, and made it their own universe, made it unique. Uh, it was like an ode to Venom in this game. So, I mean, there were so many different forms of Venom on here and the future where that goes, and it's done well. Uh, the only thing we, I, might, I, we might know where that Venom future goes in Insomniac right. games. Uh, no. Cesar, I, I want to touch on one note before you before you keep going on that. How do you think Insomniac does this with uh, the Spider-Man games and that universe they've created? And it seems like some of the other Marvel games, it's like that's a Walmart version of Iron Man or that Avengers game looks like shit because they are close, but it's not quite the right thing. Like, how do you think they're able to pull that off? Is it just their level of polish or... I think they got. I just think they got the right writers because I think you know when if I remember correctly in the first Spider-Man game, I think they put Dan Slott in there, which was he was a comic book writer for years. Would he help with the story on that one? So I think they had a good foundation on there, and I think whoever they chose after those facts knew how to treat that world and and, and move it forward. They've just uh, been able to create their own separate pillar of that franchise and I mean, just go it, with it. If it's the whole Marvel or comic book aesthetic where you have these different universes and they have different feels, so some people always get upset because sometimes they make too many changes and. And then it turns into this whole political nightmare. But um, I mean, I don't hear that, that with the Spider-Man games. And if if mm. there is that talk, it's like less than 0.01 percent of the audience that enjoys the Spider-Man games. Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, they're good at bringing in characters and making their own instead of just you know doing carbon copies of other people. But you know, you, you need to hear there. Is that what some of those other games are more guilty of? It's like we didn't add much more depth. It's just the Hulk, and he just doesn't quite look like the Hulk. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it's just because, you know, they'll, the, the most common con- conception in comics is a lot like you have a bit where I think, and this they've already done in the, mo- in the movie form is like uh, at one point, you know, Bruce Wayne broke his back and, you know, he couldn't be Batman anymore. And they brought in another guy that was Batman. And, you know, he, he was different because I think Robin or Nightwing had to take him down because he went too far. He was like, ah, he went full vigilante. He was, he started getting to the point where he started trying to murder people. So it was like, you know, 
instead of just putting another person in there like oh he's batman it's just the same person but they don't have their own identity doing the same role you know right so you know there's certain comic book arts that they'll tend to fall in those ears so and then there's some ones they'll change it up and make them their own so I remember reading that Batman one when they first introduced Bane in that that time. So and then you know Bane, you know at that point Batman had to like reheal up, fix his back, and go take his mantle back because the guy he left it with was straight just murdering people at some point. So um, it's a good arc. But uh, you know like it's changes like that. But you know Spider Man's always been pretty good. Um, I don't think I've ever read really a bad Spider Man comic because I mean you, you go down to Ben Riley and the, the the Clone Saga and. Uh, the, the there's even ones that I thought were weird that actually turned out pretty well, like um, uh, Superior Spider-Man, which was uh, the weirdest concept ever, where how Doc Ock's uh, mind got inside Peter Parker's body, and he's like, I'm going to be the Superior Bi- Spider-Man, and he's like, he own, he becomes Peter Parker and becomes a Spider-Man, but he's he's legit <laughs> personalities in there, so it's like, toss me the whip, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like they call it the, the superior Spider-Man. So, uh, boom, 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 so a lot of that stuff, like I remember when that came out and it was weird, but it was like, you know, it, it pays off. So, I mean, I've, I've read a lot of good Spider-Man comics and, you know, it, I've, it's very rarely I read a bad one, but this one done did pretty well on the source material made it their own. So I, I think they've done it pretty well. I'm interested to see what they do in the Wolverine and the other X-Men universe out there and with their own stuff. So, uh, Outside of that, I guess the next one up would be Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> that one also ate up a lot of my time. Uh, remember, I was up second job, like four in the morning. I had to be at work in two hours sometimes, and I was like, "Shit, it's four in the morning. I'm over there <laughs> yeah. in the fucking dark, beneath the world going on there." I mean, I, I enjoyed it much, much better than uh, Breath of the Wild. I know some people fell the way around. You know, it seems to be very divided on that. Like some people like the calm with Breath of the Wild and discovering stuff. I preferred this one because there was so much shit everywhere, and it was like no matter I walked into some. Mayoral, mayor race, mayoral race, and uh, just random quests out of nowhere. I mean, that it was just so full of shit because I'll find that and it's like somebody else is like, yeah, we're doing this over here and I'm doing this over here. And it's like that game up so much of my fucking time and I yeah. did everything I could in that game. So went down there, explored the whole map, got every temple, beat every one of them, um, you know, every shrine. So, I mean, I, I went through it. So I remember just fucking breaking the game and getting the Master Sword very early and just going through and annoying people after that but um because i don't have to worry about fucking building weapons anymore but uh <laughs> always a plus yeah yeah in the, I, in the new type zelda games yeah i wouldn't be mad if they released like a dual pack and put all these games back together and just make it one game like it should have been but I'll, I'll i'll fuck with that i mean I, I it's 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 really good i yeah i, I like the story i felt this was probably more along the lines of uh I've always been a Wind Waker fan because I've always felt that the story is very strong in the game. And this is probably the closest I've seen to where, I, you know, I've actually cared about a story in a Zelda game. Because uh, I've the last couple ones, like Skyward Sword was good and, and you know, uh, Twilight Princess was good. But it was like, got convoluted towards the end for me. Yeah. Um, this one, that seems it had the right pacing and the right interest in there. And, you know, I, I do like this Ganon dwarf and there's a lot of background on the Demon Lord thing. And, you know, it's I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of time base media i'm always have been so like anything that fucks with timeline so this one was very good at doing that so this is uh, one i need to go back to just like uh mario wonder i didn't hate my time with it i just got distracted on something else um or zelda is not a bad thing yeah 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 i I liked it i liked a lot uh i guess my i mean we're not doing the top games but i probably the one that enjoyed the most this year is probably would be alan way too uh i've always been an alan way fan uh, I've always been a horror fan. This is a very much a fucking horror game. Uh, even to the points where it pisses me off with the whole 
It's like Warzone with the the chest with the ghost in your face. It's like that will Ooh, pop up randomly in that game. The jump me. scares. Yeah, it's it's in there, but it's very much what I've missed from a horror game in the longest time. It's very psychological horror, like Silent Hill, um, and that's what I miss the most because it has Silent Hill hasn't been Silent Hill in a long ass time, uh, and I, nothing's really filling that void for me. But there's a lot of aspects in there as you play uh, dual characters in there, and you know Saga and Alan. And you don't know what the fuck's going on. And, you know, there's the parts of the story that are being force fed to Saga and, you know, and they're starting to come true and it starts to affect her personal life, starts to affect her daughter. You know, she's under the impression she left her daughter and husband back home and somehow her daughter is drowned and somehow that's coming all to life based off the story that's being crafted by in that game. And so for, for her to keep it together and she can't reach her husband anymore and, you know, and she's seen all this stuff like her. Her childhood home is being popped up there, stuff like that. So it's like you don't know what the fuck is going on in this game. Yeah, I think Alan Wake did a pretty good job of kind of touching on that one. I think they kind of perfected in Alan Wake too. They've done a pretty good job on this. Where you it's on like, a lot of people's you, lists as well this year. Yeah, just uh, uh, it's it just it just does a good job of um creating a good mystery. I think so, and then you know, I love the whole fact that it goes into control. The FBC is all up in there. So I mean, it's. Uh, they they play a big factor in there as well as the background. The fucking janitor from the uh, controls in there. That guy's fucking crazy. So I'm like, he's in there just randomly spotting nonsense like he was in control and like it. But the nonsense made sense. He's like, it's crazy. And he ends up showing up on both halves of the story in Saga story. He's like singing in a karaoke bar. It's like this dude's everywhere. So I'm like, it's and he was like that in control as well because he would just show up at the random times and give you the information you need to continue the story. And it was like be the like janitor from Scrubs. Is he antagonistic like uh, that janitor? No, he's like a happy-go-lucky Swedish guy, you know, Swedish man. So it's like, he's just, he speaks in tongues. It's weird. So it's like, uh, you know, yati, yati this, yati that. You know, it's just, it, it's, it does a pretty good job. But I think the, the thing that impressed me the most was I, I definitely, I'm glad to see something that's like a psychological horror. It's been a long time, I've, and I think they did a good job with this. Um, I'm hoping it gets a physical release at some point on that note so that more people can have access to it. They may. I mean, I, th- I think they did that with Control when they did the next-gen version. Remember, they came out with digital first, and then they came out yep. with the physical release a couple months later. So they may. Um, and I've downloaded both of those games because I know you love that those Remedy games. I've downloaded Alan Wake Control, Remastered man. and Control, Control as uh, Portal candidates. Yeah, I love Control. It's like one of my favorite games. It's, uh, it's fucking X-Files as fuck. Uh, this one is mostly like, uh, this has aspects of Twin Peaks in there where they're just doing the drinking the coffee cups at the same time and and it's, it's, it's <laughs> like it's they're just staring at the wall, just drinking at the same time like they're robots in unison. It's like it's a lot of the stuff on there. You see like a Twin Peaks at Twin Peaks esque in there as well, uh, which a lot of games and a lot of media tries to replicate. Um, and I think that's going to be it for me on the top five. I'll just read off uh, some high notes. Uh, of course, Resident Evil 4. Uh, that was a high yeah. note for me this year. I enjoyed it a lot. It's just there was a lot of games in 2023. Um, yeah. Uh, Warzone, of course, uh, that was my multiplayer game. I think it was on my PlayStation's top two list twice. Um, somehow <laughs> it was also on my top list for, it was on my top list for Xbox, but since I've, uh, given my family member access to, uh, Microsoft solitary, I think I spent like 170 hours of solitary this year. Uh, that was <laughs> not actually played by me. List. Yeah. Yeah. That's the top of my list on that one. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, also it was like a hundred hours on PC. I think I played it on multiple platforms all across yeah. on there. Uh, you like seem a, to rotate in between and they, they make that easy to do now. So whatever you're feeling, yeah, you scratch the itch on whatever platform. 
And then the last one is I've always been a horror fan. The most forgotten one in this list, probably because there's early out, was uh, Dead Space. I did enjoy the Dead remake Space. a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I think it, it did it well. It remade all the great the good stuff about it. Uh, I, I did like some of the changes it had on there, um, but it, it was on there. It's just so much on there because I could I can list, you know, but Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out this year too, right? So, yep. I mean, yeah. There, there's so much shit that came out this year that I've played uh, that. I mean, I, it's a I good problem go to have. I can go for you know, 2023 is a good year, man. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm excited for you know. We're gonna look back. Uh, this is gonna be on one of those lists of yeah. like 98 and 20 2017 Breath of the Wild and Persona 5 and all that stuff came out. Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it was 2017. It's gonna be up there with those years of great games. 2007, Call of Duty 4 and Bioshock and Half Life 2 and all those. Or Half-Life 2 Orange Box. Let's yeah, do... Yeah. Cesar, if you're good, let's do another listener list. We have Thinking Inside the Box has sent us. I don't know if this is in a particular order. It is numbered, so I'll go from five okay. to one. Uh, Thinking Inside the Box, of course, is a fantastic podcast and, um, I guess, stream, like a Twitch channel. Yeah. So check that out, mainly specializing in original Xbox stuff, which is where I found them on... Uh, Reddit of all places. Uh, thinking inside the box says number five trials series. I know they're streaming a lot of the trials games here over the past year. Uh, number four outlaw golf nine holes of Christmas. <laughs> it's <a> very specific <laughs> uh, golf game for the original <laughs> Xbox. Uh, number three lollipop chainsaw. That's one I want to get back to and, and play. Same. Uh, number two binary domain. And number one snow runner. Snow runner like a racing game. I don't know what SnowRunner is. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm lost on that one. Uh, great list. Thinking inside the box. Thanks for sending that. I'm surprised uh, Scooby-Doo did not make the list. Actually, I'm not. That might have been a good time streaming it, but uh, <laughs> the game did not look fantastic. I feel like SnowRunner has like a snowmobile thing on the front. No, it. it's it's got like a big 18-wheeler on the front. Uh, At the block list. There it is. I found it. It's got an 18-wheeler on the front? Yeah. Okay. You do a snowplow or something? Looks like a bunch snow of... Snowpiercer is what I'm thinking of. The train, the runaway train. Mm-hmm. Rene does snowrunner when he drives through uh, Canada. <laughs> Those Canadian snowrunner drives. Yeah, it looks like... I mean, kind of like you, you can drive a bunch of different vehicles. Is it like Motorstorm-esque looking at it? Hmm. No, I'd, I'd say more like a trucking simulator. Trucking simulator. Uh, thank you for the list. Thinking inside the box. Renee also sent us his list in apparently five different screenshots. So I'm going to have to look at that here after uh, Brant's list. <laughs> I, had, I had to meet Renee because I was getting flooded with the uh, text messages. We'll deduce. Yeah, Renee, that's not a very conducive list to read across a podcast as, as the people you're sending it to are reading online. Uh, why don't you put it in the chat, Renee, in a consumable format? <laughs> Go ahead, Brant. Uh, well, you piqued my interest when you said uh, you had a year of handhelds because I actually did write that down, year of handhelds. Yeah. Crazy, uh, f- man. For me as well. Um, That's like always has been. <laughs> uh, because I uh, modded uh, one of my old Game Boy Colors, changed out the shell, changed oh, out the screen. Fun. That was fun, uh, yeah. Rechargeable battery, and then I you know, got a, a little uh, flash cart for it and was playing all these different Game Boy games on there. 
Game Boy Color games. Uh, one of my housemates uh, was playing Tetris on their phone and getting mad at Tetris. And I'm like, is that not a good version? And she said, no, it's just every like level there's an ad. And she would oh. put down her phone and the ad would play for like two and a half minutes. And I'm like, oh, this isn't Tetris. No. And uh, I reshelled. I know you reshelled a Game Boy Color and, and put a new screen and all that in there. I reshelled a Game Boy Advance SP a couple of years ago with uh, uh, co-founder Michael, uh, his assistant. And I popped in an original copy of Tetris. And I was like, this is the way God intended. This is how you play this game. This is the perfect format of this. <laughs> But I remember you putting that Pokemon Game Boy Color together. That is a beautiful piece of kit that yes. you built. Um, I also bought a Steam Deck, so I was I played s- several hours on the Steam Deck. You're the Steam Deck for uh, both of us, as well as bought a PSP Go, so and spent several hours getting a bunch of games up and running on that thing. So uh, and just enjoyed playing around with it because I was one of those where I said uh, I never really understood why they did the go at the time. Um, But now that I have one, they were way ahead of the game. They were way ahead of the game at the time. But now that I have one, it's such a good little machine. It's so compact. Um, And I plenty of memory in that thing for you to just swap (sighs) in and out and add alongside your PS3 at the time. They were, the damn battery just lasts. It lasts forever. I can leave it sitting. I get, I can charge it up, leave it sitting for months and months, pick it up. It's still got full battery. I need to get one oh. of those. I absolutely need to get one. They were way ahead of the game, man. I think if the PSP hadn't been on the... It was sunsetting when the Go came out and the piracy yeah. thing. Uh, I believe friend of the show, Drawn Grave, was a big fan of acquiring uh, backups for a play on their PSP in this method. Uh, it was also a year of uh, a bunch of Zeldas, Legend of Zelda games. Um, I beat Wind Waker, uh, Skyward Sword, uh, Link's Awakening, and Tears of the Kingdom almost back to back to back. I remember you storming um, through those. It was crazy. And came away with um, Wind Waker is still it's one of those where I'm like, eh, yeah, it's okay. it's OK. It's not a bad game. I love the soundtrack. Um, Skyward Sword definitely got a bad rap. It mm. is a pretty damn good game. It's a fantastic um, game. Link's Awakening is just a freaking a masterpiece. Yep. Um, and that one I definitely played on my modified Game Boy. I'd, I'd, I'd do the uh, Nintendo Switch thing where I actually would plug it into that Game Boy and take it with me. Uh, and then when I got home, I actually would plug it into the Game Boy player on the GameCube and play it on the TV. <laughs> so Nintendo's been trying to achieve the Switch since back then. Shoot, since since the Super Game Boy Super on Game damn Boy. Uh, SNES. Yep, they always had some sort of iteration that you could plug in and play your to-go games on the TV. Um. My let's see, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead, uh, do these honorable mentions, get them out of the way. So the ones that were very good, um, took up a good bit of my time and I really enjoyed my time with, but didn't necessarily make my top five are, uh, Metroid prime remaster. Uh, like you had already brought up, it's great to have that 
in a new physical, digital, updated, brand shiny, spanking new, easy to access format. Um, it's a it's a cultural touchstone, you know. Like it should oh, be yeah. it should be available just like a copy of Casablanca for any generation to play. Anyone should be able to access Metroid Prime through some sort of means. You still have to have at least what a Switch Lite, two hundred bucks. Yeah, $240 to participate in Metroid Prime, but it should be accessible. Wind Waker, I would argue, is one of those times. Hey, man, I'll Wind keep Waker buying games. I'll keep buying games instead of firing them if they keep releasing them. Oh, yeah. Yep. As long as they present them in a fashion that is that I'm able to buy them in, yes, I will buy them all day. If I'll, not, I'll, I will still find them and play them. I still will buy them in shitty versions because I played a shitty version of Metal Gear Solid on the PS5, so... <laughs> which uh if you guys have not played it yet i think they're gonna the update that's coming next year adds all the filters and everything to it CRT yeah filters. Better version. yeah mm-hmm. which is crazy because m2 did this port on that but there's the first uh playstation port so m2 did the metroid stuff i'm metroid stuff no metal, metal, gear, stuff? metal gear one yeah metal gear solid one interesting yeah. yeah i mean that's why the button presses are in there so detailed and stuff right that attention to details definitely um i mean reminiscent of m2's work I don't want to get too off the track because I know Brand's going on there, but I know when I was showing you and Russell because I was playing it and it was in Japanese language and it was in English is because there is five different ISOs for five different versions of Metal Gear. It's yep. like you can't go in there and change the, the languages. It's like once I loaded it up there, you're like, why is it in Japanese? And you don't want to understand. It's like, look, it's an ISO. Once it loaded, this is the game. So like this is yeah. as far as I got in the game it is. So so it's in English. It's just the, the text is in Japanese. So, But yeah, yeah, it's a uh, like like it's it's what five different isos brand in that metal gear solid one yeah none of them yep. are interchangeable you have to load the isos so we got a metal metal gear solid collection this past year which uh with this patch sounds even greater of a value than it was before it's yeah they're gonna keep fixing it. it's gonna get better and just yep whatever's on that disc is not gonna be worth it but it is yeah what it is, so but you'll have an updatable build of it because mm-hmm. i think it's now fucking playable on pc now to a, a standard that's not bullshit than when it first came out so yeah, PC was the one to avoid. PC and Switch were the ones to avoid. Uh, yeah. I think the early notes were definitely Xbox or PlayStation on that one. Yep. All right, Brian, I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're good. Uh, then I had the um, whole Arkham series because I ran through them again this year. Um, these came up as another honorable mention because I played the hell out of them on the Steam Deck. I'm so proud of you, um, Brian. You, you pushed back against the powers of B and said, no, I'm not buying that Switch version. <laughs> hey, you walked me played ha- them before you me through how to install Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I, yep. I, I, mar- I put them on there ahead of the Ark, uh, the Arkham release on Switch. And by the time I finished the very last game, um, that very last game uh, of Arkham Knight became fully playable on the Steam Deck, fully verified. Yeah, so. And you had the way you had me install Arkham Asylum. It runs flawlessly on there. It's oh beautiful. my gosh! It's beautiful and steam. It runs so. Yeah. It, it's one of those that comes up as like, oh no, that doesn't work, and then you you boot it up, and it it's flawless. That it's is the way flawless. to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my last honorable mention is Spider Man Two. Um, just barely edged out of my top five, but still uh, an amazing game. Um. Those all the Spider-Man games are on my list as well for the portal. You have to, you have to, um, um, as soon as you have time. You started, you started uh, the first one, didn't you? 
I haven't played a minute of any Spider-Man no. game. Yep. Yeah, they're all they're all very done very well. And I yeah, don't need any. It's it finally doesn't have the weight of oh you got to watch twelve movies before you go into this one. I can just jump into <laughs> the Spider-Man. The whole new no, universe yeah, outside can... of in the, the only context yeah. he has he's been doing it for a while. That's it. That's yeah. the only context. It's no origin story like they've done a million times. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can knock out the first one. I beat it again when I'm PS5. Fast. Yeah, it's like 15 hours when I played it again. It's not that long. Uh, and then Miles Morales is a Five handful of hours. Yeah. yeah, it's not very long at oh, all. Wow. But it's also I can't very power good. Through those, yeah. Um, I remember Cesar when Spider-Man 2 came out. We talked about it on the show like three days after that. He's like, "Yeah, I beat it last night." Uh, here's what <laughs> you were like, "Oh, like <laughs> oh put 30 hours in there, man." Yeah. Fuck that game. I beat everything. I did everything. I mean, that good job. Yeah. Hey man, it, it pulled me in there. I love Spider-Man, dude. It was a good ass game. It I really the was. Remasters on the is it on the PlayStation Essentials thing? I know I got a digital copy with uh, that Miles Morales PS5. Um, no, I don't. I don't think they've had the uh, remastered. They, they didn't put it on that yet. on that service. Hey, well, no, I don't. I don't think so. I'd have to double check. I want more from that service this next year. I want to see Sony really step into that. Now that I'm uh, leaning digital on some of my uh, in-house PlayStation playage, so I don't have to get up and swap discs out, <laughs> I would like hey, access to more with that service. I'm at the point now where I buy digital and then I pick up physical when it's on sale. So I might be I might be leaning that direction. Oh. On uh, I, oh, I might oh, be only because Sony tends to have their physical games twenty or less. If it was Nintendo, I. It's no telling when that shit goes on sale. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm day one Nintendo why. stuff yeah. for the most part. I'm not buying any Xbox physical games. Oh, no. Yeah. Whatsoever. I'm not the only one. I've, I've strictly went digital on Xbox. I think, uh, oh, Richard, if you have a, do you have Gears of War uh, 360 Japanese? Uh, that's a very specific, but no, I don't <laughs> have a th- Japanese copy of Gears of War 360. My, my copies are coming in soon. I'm going about to go through it. Yeah. Are they expensive like what was the reason no, what's the no, logic behind it i just want to hear dom in japanese dom <laughs> it's in english too like, text is in english but it's all really? in, uh, japanese yeah the language yeah oh this is voicing. kind of exciting why yeah, didn't yeah. you let us know this is kind I of did, exciting. I, I just jumped on it yesterday i was like oh one and two i, I fucking buy it. it says on the japan version on there when you look at the trophy <laughs> list or the i have list. a i have halo one through three the japanese ones because their box art was better my opinion I was, the japanese yeah. box art for a halo was awesome i was watching the youtube videos I was like dom <laughs> it's all Japanese. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> Anya. <laughs> Somebody, I, I think, I, I think I watched some VTuber that went through one through five on uh, Game Pass in Japan, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this shit in Japanese. Let's go. That's cool. <clears throat> That's very cool. But yeah, it's uh, it's back. Once I, when I throw the disc in the XL, it'll just download the Japanese ROM. So in the ISO in there. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know it would do yeah. that. Yeah, it does. Hmm. So if you want to play, you want to pay co-op. Uh, go ahead. I think it's like eight bucks on eBay for the first that's one, not, at least. That's not bad that's at not all. Bad. The, third, the third one's the most expensive one. It was like almost fifty bucks for the third one. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Why the, is that? The triple pack's like seventy-five dollars only because the third one's the, the most expensive. God one. damn! Yeah. Why is Gears of War three so expensive? I, don't know. <laughs> I found so many copies of one and two. I, found, I bought a double pack of one and two, the platinum platinum hits edition. That's yeah. Like, uh, Z. And then uh Settle Z, that's what my halos are. It was like it was like eighteen bucks <laughs> shipped. And I was like, and wow. I'm it's like thirty-five or forty dollars for Gears of War three. I was like, I'll just wait. Because I was gonna get all three of them, but 
Love me some gears, man. I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to talk about gears on my year in review here coming up. I don't know why I did, but I, I said fuck it. Yeah. I like that. I respect that. Send us the box uh, or post the box art picture when you get it in. <laughs> I'm excited. I think, it's very, I think it's very similar to the American one. Yeah. Okay. Brant's list 2023. This is good. Right. I'm, I'm enjoying these memories because I remember as we discussed them throughout the year. Uh, all right, so now we're at my top five. Uh, of course, I mentioned Final Fantasy 16. Uh, also, no surprise, I'm sure, uh, Super Mario RPG made mm. the, made my list. Um, awesome. I went on about that game the past three weeks. You did. Um, and I'm absolutely amazing. Mine uh, is still sealed. It's not even unwrapped. I'm kicking uh, myself, believe me. It's an absolutely amazing game. Uh, beautiful remake. Uh, my son recently got it as well um, from the Christmas holiday, and he even went farther than I did playing the post-game battles and telling me all about how crazy they are, and there's you know crazy bosses and things you can get into, and yeah. and uh, it's it's just a hell of a time. The characters are great, the writing's great. It's really quirky, got a lot of personality. Um, if you've never played this, or even if you did back in the day. It is worth the revisit. Um, they did a really, really, really good job on this remake. Uh, another remake, um, Cesar mentioned this. It did not make his top five. It did make mine. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, one that was very faithful to the source material, yet mm-hmm. tweaked everything in such a way to get you out of your comfort zone if you were like me and you've played several different versions of this game several times and you know these little tiny tricks and little quirks of the game and <laughs> it would uh, turn it turn you on your own head if you thought you could rely on some of those old tricks um, in some scenarios and you'd have to stop and be like okay well obviously that old trick's not going to work anymore I'm going to have to feel this out, figure it out again. And you would basically experience the game again for the first time. And they, they did such a good job. Um, Ashley was a remake. Ashley was a hell of a lot less annoying. Um, and they, and they, they give Isaac a voice in this one too, right? Instead of waiting for the second game, right? Yeah. Um, I played a, I played a good bit of this with my housemates, like probably five mm. or six hours in one sitting, and we were enjoying every minute of it. Oh, yeah. We got we got to get back to that playthrough. It was a lot of fun. And I, uh, I Brant, a year of survival horror. Let's fucking go. It was a year of survival <laughs> horror. I didn't play a single second of it. I was watching all of it and enjoying every minute of it. Um, the characters were, I felt like fleshed out a little bit better than in the first game. The pacing was was perfect. Um, everything about this game hits every time I picked up the mm. controller. Never missed a beat. I gladly went ahead and rebought the seven dollar deluxe edition on Xbox again. So, oh, I'm this close to buying it on Steam Deck and playing it again. Did they get it ironed out a little bit? I think I downloaded the demo when it came out just because uh, Steam Deck was new, and I was like, let me see how this runs. And it yeah. was kind of janky on the... I ran, I ran the demo, yeah, and it was okay. Um, there was... I mean, EA's kind of weird with their games on Steam Deck anyways because they integrate a lot of the EA yes. play bullshit in there. So, yes. Origin, so it's like 
is extra layer of stupidity in there. It's never straightforward on their plat on the Steam Deck. It's always I mean, like it's, a certain level of prayer to. It's the only negativity the on the on the Windows uh, aspect, but I'm I'm hoping mm-hmm. when they do the dual OS and they can put Windows on that thing, it would help out on some of those games. So, um, another game was actually a bit of DLC that made my um, game of the year list. Oh. It is the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. Um. I talked, I talked about this a lot um, because this was one of those where I either saw it and just bought it on a whim or I used like my uh, no, platinum no points brand. or you gold saw points. And you knew what you're buying. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying <laughs> I used my platinum points or I had I had banked uh, money on my Nintendo account. And I was like, money. Castlevania, yes, shut up and take my money um you like castlevania don't you oh yes i love castlevania castlevania uh <laughs> psychomantis <laughs> metal Richter. gear um and i sat down started playing it my son sat next to me and it got to the point where you know if i died or something because it is that roguelike game uh, we would just sit there and we'd pass the controller and we'd, you know, go here, do that. Oh, get you got this weapon. And, you know, it was kind of those old couch co-op yeah, yeah. Uh, hype moments. Time too. You sound like yeah. the same shit. That's what makes it uh, fun. Would and I f- like Dead Cells? I've always thought about <laughs> trying it. I don't, um, I don't know. I think, uh, honestly, if you buy the, if you, because I bought Dead Cells and I played it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is cool. This is unique. Uh, and then I put it down. Once that Castlevania DLC, it got me way more into Dead Cells. That was your jam at that point. Um, yeah. You needed I think, that coat. Yeah. That I th- licensing I, coat. I think you would probably have about the same. Because it kind of gets you. You know, it's the same kind of Dead Cells gameplay. You get the feel for it. But then there's also all this familiarity with the Castlevania franchise woven into that. Right. So. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and then the last one, because we've got yeah, Resident Evil, Super Mario RPG, Dead Cells DLC, Final Fantasy 16, and my very last game. My uh, probably, I would say, if there was an order, this would be at the top. The other ones, like they're all right there. But uh, Tears of the Kingdom is probably. <laughs> got on my tippy top um, of the list just because the I did have some problems with um, not necessarily the game mechanics but I did talk I think at one point me and Cesar kind of talked about uh, a couple of the things in this game mainly it was the like dungeons and how they wound up being very samey it's oh go do the five things in here um that you need to do in the dungeon okay now fight the boss every like every time you went in there there was you know five locked doors or five things you needed to go turn on or five things you over here you have to activate and then go fight the boss it was very routine but um the whole 
the game as a whole, the mechanics they added with the ultra hand abilities and the ascend and, and all these different ways and things that you can do and create new ways to interact with um, that world and solve puzzles and such. Um, now my gaming Damn kitties, gaming kitty. <laughs> uh, as, as well as the story, the story had me so much, um, going on the side quests and learning about uh, what a certain character is doing uh, in the past and getting to the point where uh, I'm looking at the fate of a different character and wondering what the hell's going on. How can I save this? How, how can I do this? How can I change this? Or And, and wondering what's going to happen if something's going to work out, you know, what happens here? And kind of freaky. I get to that part. That sounds oh. much more interesting. Yeah. Oh the, the, my god! The gosh. time-based much stuff is really good. Yeah, it's like it's very well thought out. Because when you do t- anything time-based, you got to be very—it's easy to can do uh, loops or holes and story. But they did a very good job with it. Yeah, there's there's this. I—I uh, I can't even go into it because I don't I don't want to spoil it for you. But yeah, there was something that I had my suspicions about. That's you can experience on the map. And I'm like, Oh, what's this? This is a, Hmm. What is this doing here? What is this thing? And then kind of putting it all together. And I'm like, what does this mean? What do I, what do I do to, what do I do to change this outcome? How can I do this? And, uh, legitimately being flustered and wanting to do something about it. And, uh, up to the point where, you know, going through the whole end of the game, um, there's there's like a whole gauntlet you have to get to at the end uh, to run through to get to the final fight. And I mean, that it was, is that was tough, man. There were some guys I just had to run through it just to pray to God. You you know how you, you <laughs> nope, know how you nope, 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 nope. you know how when you get into the depths, Richard, right? Um, I did that a couple times, and there's like shit trying to grab me the whole time. Yeah, like, fuck well, this place. You know how enemies down there, uh, if they hit you, like, like instant kill shit. Well, it's not. It, it, well, some of it's yeah, some of them are instant kill. But you know how some of them when when they hit you, it'll like break a heart. Yeah, and you can't heal it. You have yeah. to go topside for it to become whole again, and then you can you know use healing items and things like that. You you have to go somewhere where there are. Um, the pl- the place you have to go through to get to the final battle is infested with literally every single type of enemy that um are covered in that like darkness. Stuff, and so yeah. you, if you get hit, your hearts are broken and cra- and and it's oh, it's such a sl- slog to get to that point. And then you get there. It sounds awesome. You, uh, it's Brent, it's Brent, Brent, it's just a battle. Out. It's just a battle. Brand, now hear me out. What? I had every heart in the game, so I didn't have that issue. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Me, hear me, me out. Either. Hear me out. Me either. And I mean, once you once you know what to do, there's there's I mean, there's recipes to restore your hearts. Um, Are they talking to each other through the thing somehow? No, he's talking to me. He's My yelling cat's yelling at me. at me. My gaming kitty's yelling at me. He's right here. Uh, somebody's so, so you're frozen, by the way. <laughs> We hear you fine, but you're frozen. No, he's not frozen. Oh. He's on my side on the stream. Um he's yeah, well, is is he on the stream? I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah, oh, we can hear him. It's fine. We can hear him, so that's fine. I have to sit there Freeze and frame. back. Yeah. That's weird. I, yeah, Freeze I guess frame. he is frozen on the frame. <laughs> on the stream there. It's yeah, all good. Weird. He's, uh, he's just thinking um, about your Tears of the Kingdom, uh, whatchamacallit, commentary. But, but literally, I mean, up to the final point where, you know, I did the, um, started the final battle going through, having my uh, troubles with it, you know, like most of the, um, uh, most of these games, you have the rule of three. So you're going to have to battle the final boss a few times. He goes through his different stages. And yeah. by the by the time I'm at the last stage, I am standing up in the middle of the room um, doing the actions. And as soon as I finish, I'm like, yes, I'm yelling, I'm jumping up and down. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, and it's it was such a hype moment. Uh, and then great. To, to see the whole story finish come full nope. circle yeah um brand don't forget that, that my, my highlight of 2023 is a fucking life bar <laughs> yes that that was that was one going thing. from one end of the screen to the other i'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah that, that that was you you fight you you start the fight he does his thing and then he's like okay well yeah now now we fight now and that health, that health bar goes across i'm like I'm it like, just oh keeps going God. it just keeps going that i said out loud i was like oh my god point. what the fuck <laughs> what a great presentation though like was, in the midst yeah. of that battle you see this like beef up happen because he's he's pretty tough what a great mechanic the, his first iteration is is by no means like a pushover just like he's, breath of the wild yeah he's he's decently tough yeah. But then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's like cracking his neck. He's like, all right, all right, now now we're going to fight. Now we're going to fight. And you see that health bar. You're like, son of a bitch. Stop, Shit, stop. Yeah, it won't end. I was like, what the it fuck? It just keeps going across the screen. I, to my life, I'll probably never forget that moment ever. That's probably one of the gaming things I'll ever stick to Because I never expected it. Just, it just yeah. kept fucking going. I was like, oh, my God. Because awesome. uh, you're used to these enemies, if they when they have the health bar just popping up and it's yeah. you know tiny, or the big bosses, it's you know it's in these little brackets, but it's like oh, okay, that's manageable. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> it's, it's the second time, it's the second battle, let's go. Yeah, second. This second shit just battle, goes go. all the way across the top of the screen. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, um, I love it in the story and in the game mechanics like that. It's perfect. Yeah, it definitely it definitely topped my list. It was it was so great. You, I I was surprised when you didn't uh, get deep into this. I think if you, um, I sent you that map with the order to collect the tears. I think if you collect the tears and you know slowly work your way through the story and get the backstory and things, I think you'll I think you'll really really get that driving force in you to be like, okay, I got to, I got to do this. I got to complete this I game. To, I have to invest some more time in it. It seemed to thwart me in a way that, you know, Cesar, Cesar mentioned that some people are like on the breath of the wild side and some are on the tears of the kingdom side. I definitely see the correlations between them. Um, but it didn't grab me in the, it didn't grab me in the same way. And I always felt like I was playing I hate, I hate playing a game and feel like I'm playing it the wrong way. And that game reminded me more than, not that I was playing it the wrong way. Like even when I was, uh, you know, I got topside or whatever, or I got down to the surface and it was like, uh, you need to look at these artifacts, go up in this balloon and look at these artifacts. And it never tripped anything. Like it never did anything. And I was like, okay, I'm fucking this up too. And it just, 
it, it, I mean, it became a exercise in aggravation, and I just there were too many other things. I'm already easily distracted. There were already too many other things at that point pulling mm-hmm. me away from that. I didn't. It was like this. I'm not enjoying this like I did the first time. It had its moments, beat to beat, but it's like getting off that fucking island where you had to heat yourself up or something to. Oh, it was just yeah. It was lessons that and part frustra- was hard. Yeah. And a uh, friend of the show, Russell, stopped at the same part. I was like, man. And I, but I'm, I'm off that first part. I need to get back in it. Just kind of fuck around and explore and get a rhythm for the little bit of combat here and there, uh, and get back into that rhythm of it. Cause yeah. I, I know it's a, I know it's a great video game. I never, uh, for the show Mills likes to tell me that I hate that you hate tears of the kingdom and all this kind of stuff. Cause I, man, I was so in love. I, I still think breath of the wild is my favorite game of all time. Like I just was so immersed in that. I liked the beasts. I liked the puzzles. I liked that story. Uh, but you guys are raving about this one. I know it's a fantastic yeah. video game. I, and, I, just and that, need, I just need to give it more time. I need to yeah. give it more time. And that's that was mean, one thing was, was getting me that, that feared open world games, man. And I fucking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it holds your hand for that first little bit. And after that, I, I went out the order of the memories. I never went into the proper order and I still enjoyed the fuck of it. I just ran up just finding it. So, uh, my gaming shock of the year was, uh, the young historian that grew up between, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was she was loved by the internet. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, but she's like she's found the like the elixir of her in eternal life. Yeah, yeah eternal. So. Yeah, she's yeah. hundreds of years she's like, old. She's like the most anime character ever. Like they just keep mm. changing their appearance all the time just because they can. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you that that first part um, where you're in those sky islands and you're trying to navigate the cold and and then once you get on the ground once you even get there you're like oh well you know i I played breath of the wild how hard can this be and that game will kick you in the teeth i died immediately and you you start dying back you're like man i don't remember this being this hard (laughs) and you've got to kind of readdress and be like okay let's take a step back i I don't know anything i need to reapproach this so but yeah, I I forgot that game. It's on my list to get game. back to for sure. I've got to I got to break the switch back out and get to get to some of these titles from this year. Mario Wonder being one of them that yeah. was on Cesar's list as well. That one I've been meaning to go back to, and that's the thing. I started playing it alone, and then the family was like, "Oh yeah, we should play that." So I restarted it. That's and we, the we point started I got playing to. together, and then we stopped playing because other things came out, and we never went yep. back to it. So now I'm debating. Do I go back and play it by myself? Do I say, "Hey guys, come on, let's you know play something together and try to get them"? Not only am I thinking about it. picking it up by myself, but uh, that Nitro Deck thing that you guys both rave about that came out this year has been yeah. like a flash sale on Amazon. So I haven't jumped on it yet, but I'm tempted. Um, that might be kind of the portal slash Steam Deck thing to get me back over into the. That's worth it. The Switch yeah. camp. I like mine a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Well, I don't use my uh, Joy Cons. Joy Cons anymore. Yeah, I oh. literally have to remember to take them with me if I go somewhere if I'm multiple people going to play. Cesar, I love that time playing yours. And there's not a whole lot of two stick games that I play, like Mario Wonder, Zelda, Zelda would just be camera controls. Excuse me. Uh, let's do another list. Brant, was that your wrap up? That was my wrap up. Let's do another list from front of the show. Renee, we have for some reason he sent me. Two separate lists, but I'm going to combine them. <laughs> he sent you like a serial killer, just a bunch of photos uh, together from magazine articles. 
Yes, I got the uh, <laughs> I got the Son of Sam version first off from Renee, but he also put in the chat his list. Uh, that's going to be Halo, Halo Infinite, I think. I think Renee has stuck with that with uh, getting some Fiesta in with Cesar. As a uh, Renee is a renowned uh, Halo fan as much as you and Russell are, so yeah, I know he's a big Halo fan. And Infinite's yeah. good. Those two rounds I played the other night were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. Uh, it did not feel bullshitty like it did when we cap- tapped out on it and switched to Warzone. Speaking of which, Warzone is next on his list. And he has Soul Hackers 2. That rounds out his first segment that he sent me. Uh, the second segment has Final Fantasy 16, which made all of our lists. God of War Ragnarok, Apex Legends, and Gundam Evolution. Gundam Evolution, I think, is the one I'm not familiar with. It's the one that's uh, already delisted and the servers are turned off. So. Oh, thanks, thanks for that recommendation, Renee. It was trying to get you in there right before it died. It died in, uh, at the end of October. Uh, just like Babylon's Fall that you guys yeah. played a little bit of, and I, mean, I got our neighbor to buy. That game, that game is like the most. That's the most uh, ranked game ever. So, because it's it's straight just Overwatch with Gundam. Gundam Evolution. Oh. Yeah, it's Overwatch with Gundams. That's it. <clears throat> protect Damn. the payload, and you know, you have different Gundams with different abilities attack each other, and it was it was it's just Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you, Renee, for the list. Appreciate you chiming in on the chat and the Son of Sam version that you sent me in Cesar via text. uh some of my other highlights i just want to throw out there they're not necessarily games so much as experiences but already mentioned year of the handheld steam deck portal uh the playstation portal got a lot of play here thoroughly enjoying my time with it uh nintendo strong year i mentioned that kirby zelda mario we got mario wonder and mario rpg within the span of like what a month and a half six weeks uh A fantastic Metroid game. Yeah, just them uh, combining to do one console instead of two separate ones has really paid off. Yeah, Yeah, the Switch is going to go down as uh, an all-time great console, if not one of the best ever, and top-selling. Warzone took over our lives and our free time. I know mine. Uh, Many weeks we would get on here, and my only game played was Warzone. That would be my only update. And on that note, uh, the time that we spent on the North Carolina Warzone servers, uh, Cesar was part of this, and us grinding away to get that <laughs> win at the very end <laughs> as we pseudo land Warzone on vacation. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the next two are games with friends. Uh, Jeremy, friend of the show, Jeremy and I are playing Gears of War co-op, and that has been a lot of fun. The holidays have kind of gotten the way the past these past couple weeks, but it seems like uh, two or three Thursdays in a row there we were playing through the first Gears of War. So now that Gears of War keeps coming up on the show, um, I would definitely want to get back to Gears Ultimate, our playthrough. And then he's never played any of them, so he wants to keep going with that uh, that series. And then Final Fantasy IX. Russell and I have been playing Final Fantasy IX on and off uh, when he's here. And we're through to the Festival of the Hunt. So we're waiting. Uh, when Next time he's here, we're going to do the Festival of the Hunt. And I know for a fact we don't have the the beast killer or whatever that attribute is that uh, Zidane can get. So Zidane is not going to win the festival to hunt. So basically we just got to go out there and just let the timer die. So somebody else can get that thing. You're going to wait till there's another bad Falcons game. So you can jump on there again. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm ready for that now. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what day of the week they're playing. And uh, last but not least recently uh, I've been talking about on the show is, is rediscovering the NES library. Uh, I've been following that Jeff Gersman series on YouTube. And that is highly entertaining. Highly recommend um, going through these. I, like I thought I had 
a definitive NES library, and I'm discovering all sorts of games that I never knew existed. Um, and I'm playing them with a housemate of mine who has no like historical recollection of the NES. So I'm introducing them to Contra and Mario Brothers 3 and Legendary Wings by Capcom and just all sorts of titles. And it's like that sense of discovery of a library that you thought, you know, everybody knows Mario Brothers 3 and Zelda and Duck Hunt and things like that. But uh, not only discovering new titles in that library, but seeing it through another lens, like seeing that someone else playing those uh, those games has been a lot of fun. That's kind of uh, some things that stuck out over the year. It's been a good year for games. I've enjoyed playing games this year, both old and new. Y'all have anything from uh, this past year that stands out event-wise? No, just the the Warzone matches we had this year, and then uh, all the like survival horror games I played this year between yeah. Alan Wake Two, Dead Space, Resident Evil Four, uh, Signalist, DLC. Yeah, Signalist. Uh, there's a lot, uh, like a lot of horror games that came out that uh, put a lot Speak- of time in there. So speaking of Signalist, did anybody else get a copy of that recently? Does anybody have a? Oh, not yet. One has it. Not really? Yet. Cesar, is that the one? Yeah, somebody's not checked their okay. notifications on said device, so... Oh, okay. Uh, one of the three of us may have uh, had a birthday not too long ago and may have been uh, the recipient of some Steam games and not yeah. been on their, apparently not been on their Steam Deck to reap yeah. the bounty. Of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that game we're talking about might be one of those games, so... Yeah. Holy shit! Thank you! <laughs> Oh, Cesar and I's birthdays are close, and he's. I woke up to a Steam a Steam gift, and I was like, "What is this? I didn't know this was a thing." So we had fun with it. Uh, you may you may want to fire up Steam here in the in the in the near future, Brant. See if there's any any new additions to your library that you don't yeah. remember. I'm not sure how long it takes. For, you have to claim it, so it keeps it in limbo for a while. I'm not sure how long it holds it in limbo. So yeah, we haven't let it go too long. <laughs> I like how that came up. Uh, has anybody recently acquired a copy of that? Not yet. You might have. <laughs> you just don't know. All right, uh, Brant, did you have anything? Yes. Vroom, vroom. Brant, did you have anything stood out from this past year? No. Um, I mean, I had some some changes in my career. Uh, different. Always clutch. Uh, our hours worked a different position with more responsibility. So unfortunately, um, I had been streaming some games because I I'd historically had Mondays off and then I wasn't able to stream games like that anymore. Um, I'd like to try and maybe get back to streaming maybe sometime on the weekend. Same. Um, and I really, really need to try and tackle the backlog because the backlog is just <laughs> crazy. Uh, um, that's on my that's on my upcoming bit. <laughs> Brand, no, take it with you to the afterlife. Do but me. Uh, I mean, as as far as everything goes, Warzone is always a great time with you guys. Um, God, it's been so much fun. What a pleasant surprise that is stumbling into. And I remember saying on the show. I think Cesar and I tried it first, and it was like, Brent, you might want to download this. I think yeah. I think this might be the next thing that we uh, we spend a lot of time on. When um, when I can, uh, gaming with my son is always 
fun sharing these different moments with him um or older games with him and like um i talked about the the atari jaguar and um it was earlier was it last crazy piece of gaming history last week i think so uh I, i put ultra vortex in which is a it's a uh, Mortal Kombat clone. It's not. You talked about that one. Super yeah. I had to polished look it up. and everything, but like it shit. is. It is very. It is actually good for a a quick pop in, and it's 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 entertaining. It can can hold your attention, and you can get some uh, some fun out of playing it and trying to hit the combos and everything. Um, Are there any combo breakers? Um, there might be. Yeah. I was very good at combo breakers on Killer Instinct. We, combo breaker. King combo. combo breaker. Ultra, 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 ultra. I played so much Killer Instinct, man. There's so the much going on on the health bars, and like the announcer is like this in a, extremely in a good way, not a good way. Oh, no, no, not a good way. <laughs> there's there's this uh, crazy deep voiced announcer, and uh, instead of finish him, you get annihilation time kind of stuff. It's it's uh it's a crazy crazy little game. Um okay. by no means is it, you know, a great great game, but it is it's fun. <laughs> um but he's also at that age where he's more leaning to, oh, well, I'm going to go play games with my friends. So and um, some and you know, I I remember that age and yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do and I hear him in there and I'm like, see, he's making those memories you know, yep. that I made with my friends, but also at the same time, I'm like, damn, I miss, <laughs> I miss like pulling him in here and be like, Hey, play this game. And, you know, watching him play uncharted or walking him through something else and, and just sitting there, uh, you know, backseat gaming and letting him experience something really good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've, that's, I've, that's part of it. I've missed that this year because mine discovered, um, what is that? Roblox. Roblox. So Roblox, Roblox is like this. It's like this social platform where they chat with their friends and run from these animals and like do whatever they can. Yeah. Do all sorts of stuff. But they're, and, but they're not playing dad's games anymore. Yeah. And it's like, man, I have this entire library of stuff we could go through and no more Shrek. I want to play Shrek. <laughs> no Shrek. The no, no, Shrek. no Shrek was played this year and they don't ask about these type games. So Maybe that's something that comes back around, but like I said, I, I have a housemate that's uh, suddenly interested in Contra yeah. and, and and enjoying that stuff and Duck Hunt for the first time. So it's been a good time. Uh, Brent, you mentioned backlog. I literally wrote work on backlog, same as last year. Exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> is, is it two exclamation points to indicate second year? Ah, uh, it's just one. Work on capital <laughs> W. Work on. I capitalized backlog, or maybe auto corrected, <laughs> like Balrog from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> work on the Balrog. Uh, my most looked forward to game is Luigi's Mansion Two HD. Um, I think part of that is uh, my youngest child loves Luigi's Mansion games, and this is one that has not been on anything. Besides a portable, so I think it's exciting to to have a home console, even though the Switch is a portable, to have a home console port of that. And I really want this to be a Luigi's Mansion box, so I'll be supporting Luigi's Mansion <laughs> 2 in hopes we get Luigi's Mansion 1. And on that note, more Metroid Prime games and maybe Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Maybe we'll bring that into existence. 
Um, I think PS5 and Xbox are going to really hit their stride. I think it's going to be strong software. I don't think we know everything that's going to happen with them this year. But this is year like a full one, two, three, four. This is the fourth year of this, whatever these console life cycles are these days. I really think they're going to hit their stride software-wise with with just great exclusives. I think my Xbox this next year is not going to be a, a Warzone machine. I think it's going to be there's going to be some good exclusives on it, like I've been getting from PS5 the past couple of years. Uh, I hope we see new Nintendo hardware. Hope that's this year. Kind of, mm. we're all looking at our switches like everybody's. <laughs> you play Super Mario RPG amazingly in that new 2D Mario game, but let's. Let's get some parity on some other things and drive the industry forward. And then last but not least, I want to check back in on VR. Um, I'm still a MetaQuest Plus or whatever that subscription thing is. So I get like two games a month for eight bucks. I want to fire that up. Um, uh, the same housemate that loves Tetris. Uh, it reminded me yesterday, like, wait, I have that Tetris uh, effect for the Quest. Like, that's an awesome version of Tetris. We need to bust that back out so they can, they've never tried VR. It's like, oh, we need to do that. You need to try Tetris. Like, you can turn around, there's whales behind you and shit. Uh, and PSVR too. Like, we've we've kind of been on the sidelines of that. And the three of us, the three of us are early adopters. Like, this is not usually in our MO to not have a platform this late into, especially Sony hardware, uh, which Brant will get his new PSP before too long. But, uh, like, Glad is there... Try is, to push that to the existence for him. Always, every episode. Like, is there, I'll get PSVR 2 before I get a PlayStation hey, Portal. There you go. Is there compelling software that really no. pushes us into that? No. Not the Portal. I'm talking about the PSVR 2 brand. No. You don't think so? I, and that's the thing is I've, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. I mean, I saw somebody uh, be blown away by Gran Turismo. Yeah, and I have um, Gran Turismo. Like, I have the killer app already, but... but as far as that, I've also heard several other people go, you know, it's it's a pretty good experience, but there's no killer apps like it's, it's got it's got a handful of ports. Um, it's got Horizon, the Horizon game on there, and it's it's OK. It's you know, but I wouldn't say it's the killer app. There's you know, they talked about all these other things that are, you know, on MetaQuest and everything else. Yeah. But uh, aren't on PSVR, and of course, they. I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. Uh, their hugest um, stumble out of the or gate barrier. was not not making it backwards compatible. Yeah. In some way, shape, form, or fashion. And Sony hasn't given up on Astro. Like Astro's on the cover of the P- of the portal. It's yeah. right there. Like, come on, come on, give us that. So I'm thinking that's in the I'm thinking that's in the works at some point. Or uh, anything you guys are looking forward to this next year? Mm. Princess Peach game immediately. Yes, the Princess Peach game. It's coming soon. That and um, um, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Doors. Thousand Year Doors this year. Those are right around the corner. For me, it'd be Tekken Eight and Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Yeah, I need to play Seven Remake. I need to start plugging away at that one on the portal. Really excited about Rebirth because I'm excited about putting 100 hours into a Final Fantasy game again. Oh, not 69 hours. That damn um, full cover um, of the uh, Game Informer magazine was beautiful. If y'all haven't seen that, did you get a Mm. physical one? No, 
I was I in never... a store begging for a physical one today, and they told me it was two dollars and fifty cents. I was like, "What? <laughs> Are you kidding me?" Oh, oh I was. God. I let it go. I I know it's not their thing. Like I can't take it out on Johnny yeah. GameStop in there, but I was fucking pissed. And they had like nine different issues that I didn't have that I've been a subscriber. <laughs> yeah. Including oh no the no Sonic, you get the uh, you get the digital copies like no I don't want the digital copies I paid extra for the physical one that's what I told and him I was you like never I paid... get it you never get it I was hot to try it yeah PSVR two I want to see it give me a reason Sony give me a reason to buy your stuff I don't mind buying your stuff just give me a good reason uh, I'm 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 more inclined to buy uh, getting back in the MetaQuest family so I can play the piano. I want you to play the piano, Cesar. I, I want to play the all the JoJo themes on piano. Yes, that's my goal. Yeah. Good thing to have. I hear good things about it. It's a, that piano app is like front and center every time I log into mm-hmm. that app. <laughs> oh, is that it? Are we wrapping up our year? I think so. Successful show. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you had a great time with us in 2023 gaming listening to us talk about games, joining the chat, getting us to Twitch affiliation. We appreciate uh, you being part of our community this past year and next year and going forward. We'll hit episode 300 this year. Yeah. That'll be exciting. There's rumors of us bringing back a certain uh, Sea of Thieves mustachioed game player for an episode, maybe the 300th episode. Is it Mario? Uh, yes, of course. Spoilers. That's uh, what you're supposed to tell everyone. It's me. I'm going to shave my, my beard again and go it's back to the mustache. It's a me, Brant, uh, as well as uh, another co-founding cast member who loves uh, games in which you have to press A to stairs. interact with the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> which was also one of uh, Gersman's most recent NES games in which he pressed A to stairs. And he loves Dragon Warrior. Yeah, spoilers, he uh, thoroughly enjoyed Dragon Warrior. I love Dragon Warrior as well. I beat it on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> that collection? Mm-hmm. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us uh, this week and this past year, and we hope to see you next week and all throughout the next year. Bye. Adios. See ya.